Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome back to episode number 54 of Unblocking Crypto. An interesting discussion that we are going to have today. We'll talk a little bit about regulation and then some crypto predictions. So welcome back, Al. I uh, appreciate it, Jay. So a couple of things about regulations that I think are important to talk about. The first one is Kraken just ended their staking as a service. They had a settlement with the SEC for about $30 million. It's mainly only U.S. clients only. So if you're outside the U.S., this doesn't affect you. What's interesting that I've seen is the decision was made by a majority Democratic group within the SEC, and the Republicans that were a part of this disagreed with the way that this was handled. Uh, I think the other big thing that we'll probably see with a lot of this is now all these decentralized staking platforms are probably going to benefit quite a bit from that. The the other interesting piece to all this is Coinbase did throw out their thought. So the CEO of Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, pretty much came out and said that staking is not a security and that Coinbase will defend this in court if necessary. So we're probably going to see a lot more about this in the near future. Yeah, I, I did see... Um... Kraken CEO tweeted in response to the regulators because they said essentially all they had to do was fill out the form to be to you know to do this staking and it would have been in compliance. And the CEO is like, "Yeah, I wish you would have told me that before I wrote a thirty million dollar check. That all I had to do was fill out a form on the on the website." It's like it was almost like the regulators are just downplaying, you know, the how complicated it is to comply with the regulations and how to you know, navigate through this, but, you know, the CEO is like, if it was that easy, we would have done it. I think that's pretty typical for regulators. I think they usually, you know, just like, well, why don't you just follow the rules? Or, well, A, it's either impossible or you're not set up that way, or it takes, you know, 12 months of legal figuring out to make sure you're in compliance and things like that. So, but it's just good that like they, they spar with each other in, in public. So you can, you can read it. Yeah. And I mean, there are probably no rules to follow. I mean, that's been the big problem with the U.S. in general is they've done nothing other than say they want to do something. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and you got to pay a fine because we're right. going to tell you about this before. Yeah. And, you know, the IRS looks at Bitcoin as or all, all crypto right now is like property, not securities. But the SEC is trying to regulate. So if it's property, not security, you know, they just they haven't got their act together. And we talked about last year, or yeah, last year when Biden asked for a bunch of different arms of the government to put together reports, the EPA, the SEC, the F, whatever the the commissions for the CFTC to, as far as commodities go. So I haven't really seen too many of those reports go public, but they were due like at the end of last year. So um, with government, they're probably just not done with them. They probably just got an extension on the deadline all of the regulation is is in response to how miserable things went last year with bankruptcies you know ftx and celsius and and blockfi and everybody so uh on that same line of thought the sec and gary gensler proposed a rule and uh, it was approved four to one with hester pierce being the only dissenter and she's constantly like very pro crypto but essentially in response to all these bankruptcies and all these customer assets getting lost or not custodied properly or in the case of celsius the, the customer assets were declared part of the celsius bankruptcy 
so customers had to kind of stand in line with other people that were owed money uh, in in bankruptcy. So the SEC has come out and said that the in order to hold all assets, not just securities and funds, but specifically they're focused on cryptocurrency, that they're going to increase the requirements and that that entity is going to have to qualify as a custodian, a qualified custodian like uh, a state chartered bank or a federally chartered bank. You have to be registered as a broker dealer or as a futures commissions merchant or be a trust or a foreign financial institution. So basically what they're going to require is if you're holding customers cryptocurrency and you're the custodian of that cryptocurrency, then you now have to follow a set of rules. Coinbase and Gemini are already state chartered trust companies. So they're kind of in line to just make that work. I'm sure there'll be, have to be something where they have to create a new entity and they have to have segregation between the custody business and the exchange business and things like that, that they'll just figure out. But they didn't make any comment on, oh, these cryptocurrencies are securities and these cryptocurrencies are considered property. So they haven't gone there yet. But I think this is probably a step that they had to take because of how miserable everything went with the FTX Celsius BlockFi bankruptcies and how they just found out that FTX didn't actually have any of the didn't have a lot of the assets that they owed to customers. In these financial institutions, it's like the fi- the customer's assets go into a lockbox essentially. So if 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 you go bankrupt because you're playing in the mortgage backed securities world or because of something happens fraud whatever, your customers get their assets back and then, you know, the business deals with the other the other debts. So the SEC, I mean, this is pretty much exactly what the SEC is supposed to do, which is protect the individual investor. And this will actually be good for institutional investors as well. So good and bad, right? Uh, one, we all know regulation's coming. It has to. There's no way around it. It doesn't pick favorites on which cryptos are winners and losers. So that's that's a, crypto people would think that that's a good thing because you're not picking a technology. You're not unfairly gi- giving advantages to some crypto versus others. And you're not stifling innovation, which you hear a lot from the anti-regulation guys. I think that there's a reasonable path for existing chain exchanges to qualify and follow the rules. Like all regulations, it starts to build a little bit of a moat. It's difficult. It'll be difficult for new entrants to become to play in the game because they've got to comply with these regulations. So there's money to be spent on attorneys and generating entities to do it. It's probably I, I think it's good for Coinbase because they're already close. They already work with regulators. They already properly custody their assets so that they're they consider it to be bankruptcy remote, as in if Coinbase goes bankrupt for some reason, customer funds can be redistributed to those to those customers. But yeah, for smaller guys, it's worse. You know, that's real common with regulation. And uh, so if you're looking for like the attack vector from the government wants to shut this down and the government's going to end crypto and all that. If state and federally chartered banks are primarily where you need to be in order to custody cryptocurrency, then the, the the government can pressure those banks because they're chartered and prevent them from holding crypto or prevent them pressure them to not custody with the threat of pulling their charter or or impacting that. So it shifts some of that control to the government, which is kind of what 
you would expect. You basically just have to, you have to be committed to the fact that the government isn't going to decide that they are going to try to kill the entire crypto industry. If they wanted to, I think that there are ways that they could make it very difficult. So this would be one thing that gets implemented. Um, Hester Pierce's main issues were that there's only two months for comment, and that's not a lot of time to digest the, the implications of this. And then there's only 12 to 18 months for implementation, which <coughs> which isn't very long to, to get companies in line. So uh, to me, as regulations go, this seems like it's, it's pretty workable. I think that you need regulation in order for mass adoption, in order for institutional adoption. You, you know, you've got people that have a lot of wealth that are used to having security in, uh, in trusting companies that, that because they're, they have to play by the rules they're hesitant to get into Bitcoin or get into crypto because there is just, it's the wild west. And so this starts to rein that in a little bit. They got to play by the rules. You know that if you, if your funds are custodied by a crypto exchange, you know that if they go bankrupt, you can get your funds back. I, this week, I got an email from BlockFi because I still had, I put my Litecoin chain link and a little bit of like Bitcoin dust was still on there and they came out with an email was like hey go log in here put in your information and you know we'll tell you what we think you're owed and if you disagree then you, you know do this and if you agree you don't want to do anything and so it had like the amount of different crypto that i have in different um categories so and i was right so i'm good doesn't mean i'm going to get anything back it just means that i think and they think i'm owed the same amount of of crypto if this regulation were to be in place, BlockFi would be required to have custodied that crypto so that they could just give it back to me, even though their business went out of business. As somebody who's like slightly burned by uh, the bankruptcies, this seems like a pretty good thing. If if I had a whole, you know, a decent percentage of my net worth in one of these things and it crashed and I, I'm out of luck, I'd be all about this regulation. So I think this feels like one of those crises that isn't going to go to waste. So this regulation is kind of coming from that. And they they did say all assets are now like this, which I'm curious about. Like there's there's like fine art companies where you, you provide them with funds. They they procure fine art assets and then hold them and then sell them for gains and then redistribute it. So I'm curious if like things like that are going to fall into place here because they extended. It's not just funds and securities, it's like all assets. So that's another piece that I'm be curious to see what happens in the comment period as to uh, pretty far reaching and broad. So I'm, it'll be interesting to see just how uh, how this impacts other industries too. I, I think my view on a lot of this is this is very ben beneficial for people just getting into crypto. The, the biggest issue you have is typically you're gonna go to these main exchanges and that's where you wanna be protected. But once you're in crypto for a little while you and go through some of these issues, you understand how important self-custody is. And then it almost doesn't matter what happens with all this because you're 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 controlling the custody of all your crypto. Now, to that point, I mean, I know you kind of mentioned that could government get rid of crypto? I, I, don't, I mean, the U.S. government could it make it very difficult. Yes. I don't think that they can eliminate crypto at this point, especially Bitcoin, right? I mean, Bitcoin's not going away, whether the U.S. government wants to or not. It's how easy and accessible it is for U.S. citizens to access the crypto market versus other countries. And I think it'll be interesting to see if 
the U.S. government really wants to so-called stifle innovation, what happens with the rest of the world on, on, on how they move towards crypto and, and what it enables other countries to be able to do, uh, and, and whether that's faster and whether the, the dollar becomes not the standard anymore, right? And it's it's somebody else because they are, it's all about trust, right? Nobody has anything backing it anymore <laughs> other than a, a printing press. So if other countries can get to the point where they're doing something that everybody trusts, then man, the U S is going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. And for me, if the U S makes it really difficult to get into crypto or Bitcoin, it hurts a lot because they're just, the U S is really the, the gorilla in the global economy. So, so that, that, that's something to, to keep in mind. Yeah. So I think you're kind of spot on. I mean, the, the big thing that, the U.S. has had in the past that's been able to keep them on top was they have been the leader in innovation. And if they get away from being the leader in innovation, what does that mean for the U.S. economy? And do they still become or are, do they still stay on top as that guerrilla economy or does it go somewhere else? I, and, and I think if you see other countries pick up and, and move towards more of a, a cryptocurrency or, or Bitcoin friendly environment, I think there's enough people in Congress to raise the flag that's like, hey, you're threatening us to fall behind. And that's what the United States has never really done that. So I I think I don't have very much confidence in the government, but I've got to think that, you know, enough people make phone calls to their senators, you know, back when there was that infrastructure bill that impacted impacted crypto. A ton of people made a bunch of phone calls and it it brought that awareness to uh, to a lot of Congress people. So I think. The same thing will happen if, if if we get into like really kind of cracking down on things. But um, but again, uh, speaking of crackdown, all of the all the headlines for this are SEC cracks down on crypto. <laughs> like, I mean, it sound, makes it sound like, you know, this regulation is going to destroy uh, all crypto everywhere. And it's like you have to read the article. And then even the, even Hester Pierce, who's well educated. She understands the regulation side. She understands the crypto side. And her main concerns are the timeline of implementing this. Uh, she did make a good point, too, about this may drive people to self-custody who aren't equipped or aren't educated enough to have good self-custody practices, which is which is a pretty good. That's probably one of the better defenses against this regulation in that, you know, not everybody's like carving their seed words into stainless steel plates and you know doing all the stuff that that like diehard crypto people do um so you, you know yeah okay oh, i'm just gonna put it in cold storage and forget about it well you, well i lost the sheet of paper that came with my my ledger that i wrote my seed phrase on and uh and i forgot my, my passcode to open my private keys so now instead of letting coinbase uh hold their keys they are held their own keys and lost all their their funds. So uh, that's that's a decent way to, to to kind of defend against this regulation because there just hasn't been a company to that has figured out a good self custody for the layperson solution, in my opinion. So so yeah, there's you know guess what new technology, new innovations. The government's getting involved. They'll they'll make some regulation. the The market will provide some solutions so that it, it, it this is just the evolution of things, in my opinion, um, and kind of the, the, the cat and mouse part of it. So, but it's a big one. I mean, it's, it's one of the more major regulations that are, is crypto focused to actually 
get proposed and, and get to this level. So uh, it's worth keeping an eye on for sure. It's funny, shoot, a few weeks ago, we talked about what the themes of 2023 were going to be, and regulation was one of the biggest themes, right? So we're yeah, here we are, mid February, a month and a half into 2023, <laughs> and that is definitely coming true. I mean, this is a, a huge deal and will continue to be a huge deal for quite some time, not only 2023, but beyond. I mean, there's still, because this is such a, a new industry and it's becoming bigger and bigger, especially in the US, then there's going to be more and more talk on, on how to truly regulate it. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of a good segue into the predictions. And and I have pulled, so Tom Dunleavy, who is part of Masari, which is a company that puts together a lot of insights into crypto and, and pays attention to market cap, things like that. He put out a his top 25 predictions for crypto in 2023. And I'm not going to go through all that. I think he listed it all on, on Twitter. So each one has one or two sentences and some infographics if people want to go look at that. But he had a couple of interesting ones that kind of just stood out that were things that maybe we have talked about or kind of new to me. And I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit, but because some of them are pretty relevant to what we were just talking about. And one of the ones he talked about was that the crypto adoption story continues to be a non-US story. And it's mainly because of regulation slowing things down in the, in the U.S. and everywhere else having these huge inflation stories to where they're trying to get out of their own currency into something else. Luckily, in the U.S., we have a strong currency. We don't have to worry about that as much. So it's not the adoption that's moving as quickly as other countries, but it, it's still happening. I think I saw recently, what, 25% of households in crypto in the U.S. at this point, right? So it's... Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so it, it's it will still get adopted in the U.S., but it's not going to be at the same speed as a lot of these other locations. Yeah, and it's not for the same reasons. Exactly. The other thing that they talked about was decentralized physical infrastructure. And where that is today is it's probably about $3 billion. And he thinks it's going to TEDx in 2023, so go to $30 billion. Where, to me, I hadn't really thought too much about that, but if you're thinking of this where videos are stored, right? Um, today, everybody uses YouTube for the most part. If you're going to decentralize that and have it to where it's not on a single location that they make all the choices, it, it becomes really interesting. And he names some of the companies that he thinks are going to be successful in this space. I'm not going to go through any of those. Uh, but or one of them, which I'll, I'll give an example, is a one called Hive Mapper. And it was kind of an interesting concept that I hadn't heard much about, but everybody's familiar with the Google cars that go around and, and map all the streets, right? So the cost to do one of those is, is pretty expensive. What you're able to do with Hive Mapper is pretty much they're shipping out a, a camera that you can put in your car and it has a GPS and everything determines what you're doing. It will, as you drive around, map all these different locations, and you earn, I think their token is honey or something like that, right? So you're theoretically mining honey on their platform and it's mapping all over the world. And there are services and then they're turning around selling to customers and things like that. So, but what they're able to do is they're able to do 100 to 500x more from a decentralized perspective than having somebody like a, a Google do their single cars out there. So it'll be interesting to see what that means for us. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I listened to a podcast on Noster, which is like a decentralized 
essentially a decentralized social media platform where it's just a protocol. Um, it's not a company and it's not a software. There is no algorithm. It's like you follow people and that's all the information you get. It's not curated. It's not, but essentially you run nodes. Like you can choose to run your own node and there's no way that the it can be regulated. You, the government can't say, all right, you got to shut this down because then you got to go after 10,000 different individuals who are just running a laptop in their house. And so like the decentralized component of crypto kind of creeping its way into the real world stuff and the non, you know, crypto adjacent market stuff is, is it's pretty interesting. Like, you know, one of the, one of the knocks on crypto is use cases. It's like, just wait, you know, like it's a new tool and people have to figure out how to use it. And there's, you know, not that many people trying, but as more people try, as more, you know, as more people get turned off by clocking in and clocking out and working 12 hour days and, you know, working for big tech companies or big tech companies lay off 30% of their workforce. Like those people are going to go in and find their own, uh, find their own projects. And some of them are going to find their way into crypto stuff and figure out stuff like this. So it's like, yeah, decentralized programming uh, and programmers are going to figure out ways to decentralize different industries. So it'll be interesting. It's kind of funny you mentioned that. I had read something recently where the trucking industry has a lot of issues where truckers aren't getting paid on time for driving and they're uh, looking at blockchain and crypto to help solve a lot of that. And it'll be interesting to see what what comes out of that, but it's a real world problem that they're trying to figure out. Uh, But one of the other predictions on top of that too was that decentralized social networks, right? So what you talk about is very true. The crazy part is this prediction is they're going to 5x in 2023, right? But that 5x means they get to 100,000 average monthly users. So it's still tiny compared to tiny. the total number on like just say Facebook alone. Yeah, right? billions. So, I mean, yeah, we're we're still in the very early stages on a lot of this, but it's interesting to see how it's how it's growing moving forward. Yeah, and and on those decentralized uh, decentralized social media platforms, they have like Nostra, I think, is set up so that you can. You know, you can like stuff or you can share stuff, but you can also tip like with the Lightning Network, you can send them sats. So, you know, as far as attracting talent and influencers or whatever, social media people, like instead of getting the ad revenue and kind of steering what you say due to who your advertisers, you can say whatever you want. People like it. They can throw you 50 cents worth of worth of Bitcoin or whatever crypto you know you get ten thousand likes at a penny a pop you know you made a thousand bucks for a post so or yeah 100 bucks so you're talking about you know a reasonable way to monetize things without the advertising component yeah one of the other interesting predictions he made was on cosmos 2.0 so for those people that aren't aware cosmos is another layer one chain although you could kind of say they're layer zero ish type thing too where there's a ton of different blockchains that work underneath it and they seem to have been doing one of the best jobs of making everything uh, interact uh, not only in cosmos but also across other chains as well uh, and and with the the next rollout of their 2.0 version they expect things to get back to them being a, a much more important chain I, I think they got really affected by some of the luna stuff too terra but uh, i've i've been a big fan of them and i'm interested to see how that turns into as well. The other one was options, right? Uh, it was kind of um, 
interesting. He's pre predicting that the options market is going to exceed $100 billion a month. And right now, if you look at the options market in equities, there are way more options in, than spot trading, right? In crypto, the spot trading is bigger than the option market by about 20x. So for crypto to start to look like equities, there's a ton of growth in the options space. The big problem with options in crypto is there's only one location you can really go to for the most part. There's one big guy. In equities, there's kind of four large companies. So hopefully we'll start to see some other companies become more important and, and grow in that space. So it's an interesting theme to look into as, as things progress in 2023 and beyond because if people really want to get involved in trading crypto options is going to become a big piece too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially people that are like, like hedge fund guys that uh, aren't just going to buy a bunch of spot and sit on it. You know, they're going to hedge their actions and, and use options to do that. So yeah, I, I can see that being a, being a factor. Yeah. So he also predicted that uh, institutions are going to utilize the spare market to really start to grow their crypto portfolio. Um, and that the biggest thing is that he expects big banks to get, or at least one big bank to get involved in a very large way. And the reason being is right now that banking infrastructure has about $5.5 trillion a year in funds that are being exchanged in those financial services groups. So if traditional finance doesn't figure out a way to utilize blockchain and crypto, then the whole DeFi concept will start to figure it out and they will start taking huge chunks out of that 5.5 trillion. Um, and his view is like, hey, these, these guys in traditional finance are not dumb, right? <laughs> they, they see the writing on the wall. The, the question is who's gonna jump in first and, and become that first mover? I, I think I, I totally agree with that. I mean, there are so many institutions and big, big money guys that were really close to jumping in and trying to get their ducks in a row. And then the bottom drops out, FTX goes under, you know, Luna, all this stuff, crash, crash, crash. So those people were fairly well convinced they needed to, to get their Bitcoin position. And now Bitcoin's on sale. So, I don't, you know, that, as long as you don't completely change your sentiment based on price you know you would think that that people would jump in like the the fundamentals haven't changed at all it's just you know it was just a reminder that yeah this is early and volatile so i i'd agree with that well and the irs just changed the, their reporting procedures for companies too so it makes it actually advantageous since you can actually report the down and not just the up piece of it so i'm uh, but it's funny you mentioned fundamentals because that was the other big thing that his theme was is that fundamentals are going to matter again, right? For a while with all the meme coins, fundamentals didn't matter. So he thinks that's going to become a lot more important in 2023. So your your Dogecoins and your Shiba and stuff like that, and even stuff like Ethereum Classic and maybe even Litecoin will probably be falling out of the top 20 as more people look at those coins that are actually doing something. A lot more predictions that are really interesting and will they come true i'm not sure but it was kind of fun to read the other fun part that maybe we can talk a little bit about real quick is el salvador is opening their second bitcoin embassy in texas so the first one was in switzerland and the second one is now going to be in texas and that's kind of exciting to see that that's continuing or 
El Salvador is continuing to have very positive news around Bitcoin and what they've been doing. Yeah, you know, I think if Bitcoin can can help them out, and even if it's not because Bitcoin price goes up, if they're able to get tourism and they're able to get remittance payments from other countries back to El Salvador, and they can kind of start to prove the improvements in GDP due to their involvement in Bitcoin. I mean, there's so many countries in Central and Latin America that could benefit in the same exact way. and they can just really follow the playbook that's already been laid. So yeah, that'd be, that's, that's still really worth watching to me. Yeah. That's one of the things he, he talked about earlier too, is that, I mean, the average cost to send money around for remittance is about 6%, right? So there's $16 billion a year that could be affected by crypto, which is um, a lot of money, right? I mean, that's, it could be some serious gains there for, for savings for people. Yeah. And, it's very much in the crypto ethos to go after the rent seeker types, like the Western Union types that take a bunch of money in order to do, a, you know, to to transfer money from low income people to low income people. Uh, they take a bunch of money from them. Like that's really in the in the mindset of crypto. Like oh, we should go after those people first. We should we should disrupt that once people really understand that it works and that it is reliable and better faster cheaper it, it doesn't take long for that to spread i mean even people in el salvador are gonna people in guatemala are gonna hear about it and they're gonna start kind of demanding it or or just using it and then the government will have to respond which i guess that's probably more likely governments typically don't lead the charge and stuff like this yeah so a lot of fun stuff happening if you count regulation as fun stuff i think it still will be interesting <laughs> to hear about right it, it, it's exciting to see that we're, we're trying to get, or the U.S. is trying to get more involved in this space. For better or for worse, I think it's going to end up being what's really needed for adoption to continue. So uh, that's all I got for this week. Hal, thanks for joining. And we'll definitely talk again next week about what new regulation has happened since then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds good, Jason. Thanks for journeying down the crypto rabbit hole with us. If you're interested in learning more about crypto, please join our private Facebook group, Unblocking Crypto. It's a small community discussing new ideas and just asking questions to learn more. Hope to interact with you there.